It's hard to find a silver lining amidst such heartbreaking news. We are disappointed in the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's more important now than ever before to elect politicians who respect that reproductive health care is a human right. Both Lynn and I are reflecting on ways we can make an impact, and we'd encourage you all to do the same, whether that's through a donation or volunteering. We are looking to support organizations like Planned Parenthood, I Need an A, and the United State of Women. Most importantly, please make a plan to vote today. Register to vote if you haven't and write down your plan for getting to the ballot box in November. We're thinking about you all and sending our best wishes to everyone in the Snacks fam. What's so moving and powerful with Ali and I is we don't overthink it. We just are genuinely us. Mm -hmm. Like every day we show up and for so long we had to hide like our love and our relationship and who we were and like how we expressed ourselves for Mm. so long because of the environment, because of our job. Like, I feel like when we were able to just be free and open and honest and say, hey, this is who we are. Like, take it or leave it. Sorry, but (laughs) it's really the, the day we started living like honestly because for so long Mm -hmm. like there was an elephant on our back or in the room and it was like this is so dumb like we're wasting so much of our life Mm -hmm. living a lie like what are we even doing so now like you know it's funny when people are like role model this or role model honestly i just live my truth every day meet me welcome back everybody i'm lynn williams and I'm Sam Lewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So, Lynn, what's new since the last podcast? Well, I really feel like we should start with you. Um, I don't know oh. why, for flow purposes. I let's just feel start like, with me. Yeah, I'm just, that's what I'm feeling. So, let's start with you. Cool. Okay, well, our last podcast was Andy, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And since then, my friend Brandon came to visit. So mm-hmm. we naturally did all of the things that we always do, all of our favorite things. We went to the Iron Districts, we went to Barquet, we went to Corvino, we went to First Watch. I really wanted to give him the full Kansas City experience and I think we were successful. Nice. Um, we also, not with Brandon, we but we went to Parlor and I felt like that was kind of like an indoor Iron District. I would agree. So I want to go back there. So do I, I think that would be really fun. Let's make a plan there. Let's make a plan. Let's make a plan. Tonight, our plan is to make pizza with my homemade sourdough starter. So I am pretty excited about that, but it turns out that that's probably going to be the best ingredient available because it's basically a pizza clidge, clidge, (laughs) a a pizza fridge clean out. So the dough is going to be good, but everything else is going to be old and maybe a little bit off. Well, my bell peppers and onion will also be new, so. Okay, well, I hope it is good. Honestly, same. In other news, Lynn, tell everybody (laughs) about our messenger appearance. Well, I just wanted to say that me and Sam and Jenna and Addie went to Messenger for an appearance because Messenger is creating a blend for the team, um, a bean blend, if you will. And so we got to go taste coffee. the yes, coffee. We got to go it's taste not a three bean dip. <laughs> messenger's just putting out bean dip. Imagine. Well, I don't know if everybody knows what messenger is. Oh, fair enough. If we fair have enough. a listener from 
Okay. Iowa. You make a great point. Okay. Shoot Hello, me. Hello, Iowa. How are you all doing today? Greetings. Thank Iowa. you for listening to Snacks, <laughs> Iowa. Anyway, um, we got to taste the blend and then we also got to taste the beans that were in the blend. And I feel like I learned a lot about coffee. I just wanted to tell everybody that apparently a coffee bean comes from a cherry, which was mind blowing to me, not like a cherry that we eat, but they call them cherries. Yeah. What else did we learn? You tell me what you learned. Well, I learned that, you know, when they write on the bag, the notes of coffee tasting, they'll Mm -hmm. say this, this coffee bean is nutty and fruit aromas and Mm -hmm. notes of tree bark. And then you'll be like, oh, interesting. It's kind of like wine in that, like, you're supposed to get these like notes. But so in my head, I was like, they must roast the coffee beans with like chocolate Mm. and tree bark, but they don't. It's just like when they taste the coffee, the Mm -hmm. the coffee makers, the people at, I don't know, messenger, they like a bunch of them will go around the room and do the tasting and write down their notes. And then they'll all like compare notes and see what the other people tasted. So Mm. like, it was a much more like creative and free process than I had imagined. Like there isn't literally chocolate in there. It's just like similar to wine. You might get like notes of chocolate based on like a memory or like a random. Yeah. Taste chemical. So it's, so it's individual to each human. Yeah. I know. I thought that was surprising too. I also thought it was I didn't know this, that coffee was only derived from specific places. I know this sounds dumb, but like it only is naturally grown in like Ethiopia and naturally I can't think of any place else. I think it was only the two places. I think it was Ethiopia and one other place. And then it was brought to other places. Which is crazy because in my mind, I'm like, Colombia has great coffee, which they might, but in my head, I'm just like, oh, it must've like derived from there, but it didn't at all. I know, unless Colombia is the other place that we forgot. That that is, I don't think That's, I don't think it is. But I don't think it is either. But um, it was very interesting. We learned so much about coffee and like its origins, and we're really excited about the partnership with Messenger with our team because they seem like such great partners. Partners, and they just seem like such great. Like they really like are passionate about where they get mm. it from and caring for it and respecting it and like yeah I mean they taught us a lot another thing this is the last thing I'll say because there was a lot of stuff that I learned but that a lot of people think that dark roasted beans and light roasted beans you'll get more caffeine through one and that's that's a myth myth so we are now myth busters okay now you can go to your your our facility is open our beautiful Kansas city current only facility fields, gym, training room, ice bath, locker room, meal room, offices area, steam room is open. And we've been training out of it. And it is literally so life-changing. I had the most wonderful day today, Mm -hmm. the most wonderful, convenient day, worked Mm -hmm. hard, showered, did my gym, did my treatment, ate my lunch, I like purposely ate my lunch sitting alone at a table in the meal room because I was like, this is here. So I'm going to use it. I'm going to eat my lunch here. 
I ate my lunch alone too in there, which is so funny. I was just like, I don't want to take this home. Like, why Me am neither. I rushing home? And I also don't exactly. want to like, eat it in the car. I might as well eat it in this room. I, I'm going to eat designed my- for us to eat in. I'm just so thrilled. It's so incredible. Yeah. I had a little like media thing after, and I was just saying like, it's going to be such like a magnet for talent, like both on the field and in the staff, like people should want to come here. Like this facility mm-hmm. is Sick. worth leaving your job and coming here <laughs> and working out because it's so amazing. And it's going to, it's just going to like make our the quality and like the resources that we have and like the product that we put out is going to be so what is my vocabulary? I don't heightened know. Or something. I just think that like, hands. it's, it's pretty incredible. Like now, like not that I haven't felt like a professional before, but like being in the facility and being able to like go do my rehab in the morning and then shower or go eat breakfast and then do another portion of rehab and then and like having everything like in one spot I really I think for the first time feel like oh wow like this is what professional sports is this is what it should be not saying that like you I don't know you just like it's so enhanced like you said like it's it it's just a place that like you can get all your stuff done and like it's going to be so conducive to hopefully success yes that's the words I was trying to say I Oh my gosh. Another thing. Sorry. I just have a tidbit. Another thing that has been happening to me and Sam a lot is we keep doing the same things. Oh yeah. We already told them about the sneakers, I think. Yeah. And then, so me and Sam have decided to get our eating act together um, because we have let our hair down for far too long. And the other day I went over and let me tell you, I haven't eaten an apple and probably forever. And I go over to Sam's house and I'm like, all right, let's go. And I have an apple and she has an already like washed wrapped apple in a paper towel ready to eat. And I'm like, what the heck? Why are we both eating? And I think it was the same kind of apple too. Well, Lynn, you say this all the time. You become the people you hang out with and inevitably we were bound to start making all the same decisions about everything all the time. That's fair. And basically doing all the same things. But it has been pretty funny sometimes to realize that randomly we'll just be like, wow, I literally did the exact same thing. We are the same, same brain, insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So we have an awesome episode coming out to you all today. And it is sadly the last episode of season three, but it has very special guests. But before Mm -hmm. we get to them, we wanted to just do a little chit chat about reflect reflection section. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, do you want to tell me what you thought about season three so far? Yeah, I do. I think that season three has been so much fun starting it out in person, getting everybody all caught up on what we've been up to. I think we are still like learning, but I think we've like come a long way since the beginning. And Mm -hmm. it has been, I think so fun for me specifically this season because being injured has been a big adversity in my life and was like a challenge on, I think like my sense of like that, like what I was bringing to the table and Mm -hmm. what was like fulfilling me. 
and because I wasn't getting all those like rewards that I'm used to getting on the field that, that like, Oh, Sam, you are valuable and you are fulfilled by soccer. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like getting it this season through the podcast. And Mm. I, I think in the past doing stuff like this has always felt like an obligation. It's felt like something that, well, you have to do and something that like, I guess I would have viewed as like a task. And I just think that this season, whether it was because I've become very passionate about podcasting or because I was going through something else in my life where I needed this outlet, Mm -hmm. um, it's been like actually really like therapeutic for me to have. And I really look forward to recording and I look forward to thinking about what we should talk about and what we should ask our guests. And I just feel like at a time where I really needed it, I got a lot of value and fulfillment out of doing the podcast. And I wanted to share that with our listeners. That's amazing. Um, I would agree. I think that, well, one, I think the podcast has grown a lot. Um, I think in the past, maybe one or two people would say, I listen to your podcast, but now, um, the, there's been so much, so many more people that have, um, said, I listen to your podcast or my mom listens to your podcast or so on and so on and so on. And one, I think that's incredible. And I can't wait to see, um, where the podcast is going to go. But I also think that this season was a little bit different. I think that we interviewed people that we hadn't necessarily interviewed in the past. Um, maybe people's stories that we didn't know as much. So I you know you mentioned this at one, uh, one of the episodes where we would have to like Google our, our guests. Um, and I think that's really cool. Like getting to know more people, getting to know what people like makes people tick. But I also think that being in professional soccer for, I feel like we've been in here for like a pretty, a long time, short, but long, if that makes any sense. Um, and so for the most part, I feel like, like we found our groove, we found our way, like we know what it takes to like get our bodies back on the field, like what to eat, all these things, but there's so much about the mental side that you go up and down with. And I feel like our guests on the podcast made me think a lot more about like, not just soccer, but life and how they go about life and, um, what they think about life that is like valuable or, um, adversities that they're going through and how they got through it. And I think that sometimes like we are looked to be the people of inspiration, but I think it's cool to know that somebody who is in the same field of, um, work as us can inspire us still. Um, I just thought that was so cool this season. And I hope that that continues to go on, um, in season four or five, six, however many we're going to do, but, um, I just, that's what I loved so much about this season. Yeah. I love that too, Lynn. I think that was really, it was really fun interviewing people that maybe we hadn't had those conversations with yet. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I also was going to say, I felt like this season was, I got this sense every time we had a guest on that I had gotten to like catch up with them. Mm. And I, I also, maybe it's because we we've been away from the national team or maybe just because like, obviously in this life we live that we go a long time without seeing some of our friends. Mm. Um, but like, there were a few episodes that I was like, this was just a catch up. Like this yeah. was just naturally, if we were FaceTiming, not recording, this is what we would have talked about anyway. And I thought that that was really cool. I thought that was like an interesting element where it felt, some of them felt so natural and so 
easy and just, it was our authentic friendship with that person. I know. And I feel like in our, in our uh, previous seasons, we, we wanted it to feel like light and, and airy and fun and also had like a deep portion, but we talked about this before, but like we have a, a little sheet that we go over and sometimes we would get caught up and being like, we have to ask the next question. And this season, I think we were definitely like, okay, well, what is the person actually saying? And how can we ask a question off of what they're saying? Not yeah. just what we have written down. So I hope that the listeners felt like that was more authentic um, because of that as well. But you're right. I, I do feel like with Andy's, I'm just going to talk about hers because it was the last one that it was such like a good catch up. But I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. Like what I is know. going on? I know. I felt the exact same way. And this episode coming up too was very similar. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it was so great to catch up with them and I know hear a little bit about their lives. So I'm very excited for everyone to listen to that. Um, do you have any like special ideas for season four that you are wanting to share now? Not really. Do you? Well, I, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't know if we should include this and hold us to it, but I like kind of really want to have our moms on. <laughs> Oh, I know that is true. I know we do want to have our moms on. I know this is just women's sports, but I also think it would be interesting if we had our dads on and how they've raised pretty incredible women, strong women, I would say. Um, so so I think that would be a unique twist. Maybe we'll have to run that by some people. Um, but yeah, I definitely want our moms on. I think that they would be such a funny time. And then the listeners can tell us if we are like our mothers or not. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I would love that. I would love to hear that. Um, So this is the last episode of season three. Please continue to tweet us with hashtag ask snacks and hashtag tell snacks with your favorite moments from season three and what you want to see in season four. And now for our last round of hashtag ask snacks questions for this season. Ehen17 snacks. which player do you want to play with before they retire? Oh my gosh, I think I would have wanted to play with Mia Ham. Yeah. Wouldn't everybody? Yeah. I mean, you've said that a million times and same, I like had her books and everything. I know. It's like, if it's not Mia Ham, then who is it really? Then you weren't born in 1992 or 1993 looking up to the US Women's National Team. Oh, from Samantha at Shades of Kaler. Hashtag ask snacks. What was the craziest prank someone played on you slash someone else at a USWNT camp? Oh, I'll tell a story. I got pranked one time. One time we were in, I want to say Denver and (laughs) Rosen saw it. I texted them being, we had dinner off and I texted them at like in the like late afternoon, just being like, what are we doing for dinner? And they texted back in the group. Sam, sorry, we already left to go to downtown Denver or something <laughs> with a bunch of other people come and meet us. And I go, ha ha, it's okay. And then in another text, I go, have fun. And I was like, so hurt. Like I was devastated. I was like, okay, I'm going to like get dinner by myself. My friends didn't invite me, left me, abandoned me. They were kidding. They did not abandon me. And I got busted <laughs> saying, ha ha, it's okay. Have fun. So wow. now it's, now that's a big, a big running joke, but it was a great prank because it, it cut me to my core. Yeah. That was just like kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like there was like a time where there was a lot of like scaring going on. Mm-hmm. 
and people popping out of everywhere. Um, this is like a, also like a sad prank that has to do with you. So you can, we can X this out if you don't want, oh. <laughs> but you, you were late to a meeting once. Oh yeah. We can tell it. Okay. And they locked the door on me. <laughs> so the way it, the, the, the like pregame meeting will be always 15 minutes before the pregame meal. And so I just like mixed them up and I thought that the meeting, this happened to me literally one time. It will never happen again. I'm, I thought that the meeting started when the meal started. So I was yeah. going to be 15 minutes late to the meeting and somebody called me and told me to run down. We were in like Sweden and I ran down, but like the elevator wasn't working. My hair was down. I was like wearing my like pajama outfit. <laughs> And I went to barge into the meeting room. I ended up being only a minute or two late, but obviously they had locked the door to further embarrass me. And it, I mean, it was funny. Like the, it was the jail was the coach at the time and she was laughing. It like, wasn't a big deal, but I was horrified. I think there's a video of me. Yeah. I've never seen you look more like disheveled. Oh my God. In your life. Yeah. When I'm on my own, I really do. I can look very disheveled. Well, you were also just like, your hair was white. You were like, looked so comfy, but then you were like, oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. So I was like, she is unwell. She went from like being so well to unwell so quickly. I wanted everybody to just like literally ignore it and move on with the meeting. But naturally everybody had to like laugh about it for a while and stare at me. And I was literally just like, can we focus here? You guys. (laughs) Another great prank. Another great prank. Another, yeah. I basically pranked myself. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, stay tuned and listen to our guest and enjoy the last episode. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Our weird little club. (laughs) I did this for far too long. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, we are so excited to bring on today's guests. These two basically don't need an introduction. They are icons, fan favorites, World Cup champions, literal fashion queens, moms. I don't even know if we could keep going. We obviously could, but Gotham Girls, it is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger. Welcome to the show! Yay! Thank you guys so much for being on. Thanks for having us. We miss you both. I miss you guys. I know. We're so excited to talk with you. First, I just wanted to say, I just listened to your podcast you did with Glennon and Abby. I didn't want to repeat any questions on here, so I wanted to do some research, some background, and figure out what we should be asking you about. But I did just want to send all of our listeners over there to listen to that We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon and Abby because it was so great. I learned so much. It was like so incredible to listen to you guys. And I feel like I got a little bit of you in my life. So I would love all the snacks listeners to go listen to that one. And then we're going to go from there and start our interview with you now. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It was so wonderful to hang out with them. And yeah, we got some good insight as well. So I know they're the best. Tell us how is Sloan? Oh my God. She's She's so so great. This is the best age right now. How how old is she? She's 16 months. She's okay. yakking. She's Chit-chat. walking. She is bossy. She's got personality. She's, she's laughing. Funny. She's happy. Like, so unlike you two. I oh, know. Yeah. Just the worst. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like awesome. We're like loving being moms so much. Oh, that is, that is so wonderful. Age. Wow. Yeah. Well, how was the move from Orlando to Gotham? Did you bring, do you have two dogs? Yeah. yeah. And a baby. 
Yeah. Yep. And, and Annie. We've got Deb here. Deb. We've Deb. Got Deb. <laughs> we got a lot going on, girls. Wait, Deb, like your mom? Yeah. Yes. She's living. What? Yeah, we have like a nanny suite yeah. in the house and she just hangs out. Wow. That's amazing. I Is she loving it? Here. <laughs> love it. We love it. Honestly, yeah. like we're on fumes because we wear a lot of hats. Yeah. But we're yeah. working a ton. Like this There's is so many opportunities. This is here. the mecca of mm-hmm. like everything I've ever wanted to do. Like I know Alan fashion. I, I'm like, yeah. Twist my arm. Like do thriving. I need to get dressed and ready for another event? Yes. <laughs> when when the red carpet were there. Yeah. Well, I know. I know you too. I mean, you can imagine <laughs> Ash. She's just like in heaven. Oh, I'm living okay. my like just my best life. I but mean, I are you shopping? Like, oh, it's but it's bad. My my credit cards are on fire. 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 Okay, we have uh, our child's education to pay for. We need to like. She got to work harder. Tone it down. Yeah. Okay. So, like, what's your favorite New York City stuff? Or, like, what's your favorite way to spend an off day? Perfect day. Going to Sugarfish? Yeah. We love to go into Soho and just like chill, walk around. They have beautiful cafes. Shop. We love our sushi. We, of course, we love our shopping. Um, but yeah, that's like a fun day for us. Like mm-hmm. I, I love the restaurants. There's just like, you can go do something new every, every day. Time yeah. You go. That's amazing. The city's just so It like, never feels the same. It's inspiring to be there. Do you bop Sloan around in a stroller in the city? She's, we have. We yeah. have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That girl. Oh yeah, my gosh. Little head bopping just, around. Yeah. Laying back, just looking at the sights and the scenes. Take me the to the city. <laughs> She's in school now. So it's like. She's so freaking cute. Like yeah. I'm obsessed with her. Every second I'm not with her, I'm like, where is she? Can we go pick her up? Yeah. She's oh. so much fun. Mm-hmm. How is the team adjusting to having her? Love. Oh, they They've love been amazing. Her. They like love her so much and just want to be with her all the time. They're, they're like, like, why didn't you come to training today? Yeah, they're, they're like, like we love you, but like, where's <laughs> we're <Sloan>? slow? <laughs> yeah, they're like, this <laughs> is bullshit. You guys way. go get her. <laughs> that is so funny. back home. The team has been like so incredible. They, the girls come over all the time, like to go pick her up from school mm-hmm. or to watch yesterday. They watched Disney movies with her. Oh. I mean, they're so present and it's really sweet. I just, yeah, we're lucky. Nice. Oh, I, we I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that for you guys. We want to okay. talk about the adoption process and like how quickly it happened for you guys. So um, obviously me and Sam, Sam, I think you were there, right? In yeah. the room when they told us. So you guys told us at a camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, I was shocked. I think everybody was shocked. Like, wait, what? We like knew you were guys were thinking about, um, adopting a baby, but then it just, everything happened so quick. And can you guys yeah. talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> we had always like it, a part of who we are in our relationship. We always talk, we, we always spoke about wanting to adopt first mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we thought that was important in terms of the timeline. We thought like, uh, before we either had a baby or anything like that. We wanted to have uh, our adopted child feel that unconditional love by themselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were in camp, we were prepping for the Olympics and then COVID hit. And that kind of pushed um, our timeline. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go to the Olympics and then have a proper like, thank you, this has been a great 10 to 12 years, mm-hmm. like it's time to go. So we thought we'd start the process because we were scared if we kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, it might take a really long time, which 
most people in the adoption process knows it's a really, really tough thing to go through. It's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, we just reached, we reached out, did a home study visit, didn't really know what we were doing. Didn't think much of it. Um, you know, all the people we had, we spoke to were like, Oh, it took me three years. Oh, it took me a year and a half. Oh, I'm this is my second year and still no luck. So, um, we were like, okay, we really need to start this now because mm-hmm. we don't want to retire and then be in this like awful two year, three year grind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we put our names in, did all the things and, um, uh, we got a phone call within three weeks and we were like, we have a potential, uh, birth child, mom. birth mom mm-hmm. who is looking for a, a same sex female, female couple. couple. And mm-hmm. we were just like, our ears were like, bing. <laughs> Eyes That's us. and yeah. I was like well we're like, uh, we checked that first box we're literally yeah. like of like yeah our lives where we looked at each other and we're like can wait, we do this wait like, like when is she born when's the wait, that's so interesting like, in a few months well they didn't even know they were like yeah. she could be born in December January or February and we're like great how am I supposed to tell Black Co this I mean and it was like we just kind of kept it to ourselves through the fall series um because that was the first time our you know we had camp in Denver, I think that October. October. Um, and then we didn't go on the November trip. So we had some time to like figure everything out. Um, but it was at that camp that we actually yeah, like we solidified like, the adoption. We went into camp for one week and we were like, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, it's and we're like, we'll just like figure it out later, but this is what we really want. We thought it would be like years. We didn't think yeah. this would be like yeah. months. So, um, we just got to like step it into gear and figure it out. And so then, um, you know, January camp came, that was the last time we were in. Um, and we had told the team and we told Vlaco and also not to like get off track, but like, we weren't sure if the baby was going to come in like end of December or or January. Oh, I remember this. You guys were like, she could be born any day. We have bags packed. And I was like, we had our bags packed. We had the stroller. We had the car seat. We were ready to go. Yeah. Wow. Then we just, um, finished the camp. That was when we were in Orlando, I think, and played Columbia and then like went home. And... I think we told the team then. I know we yeah, told, we told you the guys team then. early, but the rest of the team we told, yeah. I think, in January. And so that was, yeah, that was amazing that everyone kind of kept it quiet. Um, and then the next thing you know, she was born uh, February 12th. Yeah. And that was, I that think, was during it. the She Believes camp that you that you guys were at. It was the and She so Believes camp. Yeah. It just like worked out perfectly. So did you just, did you go take her home from the hospital? Yeah, were you in the room? Yeah, Yeah. we were, um, we got the call that she was going to be induced. And so it was only an hour and a half away (sighs) to Tampa. So we we drove down and- um, I was like, this is it! What were you, were you like, our baby's being born? Is that like what you were saying? I was panicked. And and so we go, we show up and honestly, like we just had laid down. We were in the room next to the birth mom um, so that we could kind of, she allowed us to, you know, share the the process with with her and 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 Sloan at the time so that was actually nice not not everyone gets that opportunity you kind of just show up and hope that you know 48 hours later you're still going to have this this chance to be you know um, that's that's crazy yeah because in in the state of Florida they can still decide uh, within 48 hours if they want to keep the child Talking about so being anxious and were your, were your hopes all the way up or were you like a little bit reserved? Like this could change secretly. Yes. But oh, then also having, we were like, we have to like attacks. stay on the ground because like, 
this, we could just drive home with an empty car. Yeah. Like yeah. we just need to like, you know, think of both possibilities right now. We can't just like put all of our eggs in one basket. Cause then we're going to be so like, we were, we would be upset anyway, but yeah, we were going to be even more devastated. Yeah. I, I just want to say, I think it's so interesting, but so cool that she was like, I want a same sex female relationship. And I just, I know we have so far to go when it comes to same sex marriage and everything, but I just think that it, like, it shouldn't matter in the first place, but I just think it, it's cool that to see like in my lifetime, how far we've come and that somebody was like, no, this is what I want for my future child. Like I can't give them something and I want this specific type of couple to give them that. Yeah, and yeah. we actually asked we her. Asked her I, was, we wanted to know. I wanted to know as well, and Allie wanted to know because we actually met before Sloan was born a few times, mm-hmm. and we actually started Took her to dinner. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. a, a great relationship with her, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I just never understood why it was always so hard for same-sex couples to adopt children," mm-hmm. and like she was like, "I feel that you guys." like deserve love and happiness and a family too. Like oh. it's actually so powerful so and incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy for you guys. I know oh, it's hey. so wonderful. That is just yeah. the coolest story. Um, we, this actually leads us right into our next question as far as like visibility for female athletes, for LGBTQ individuals. Um, you guys are such important. I feel like icons in that space and, so many people look up to you to be examples of like what that looks like, what happiness looks like. Um, do you ever feel like extra obligated to be the right role models in those spaces? Or is it like more of a, an honor than a responsibility? I think honestly, I think what's so moving and powerful with Ali and I is we don't overthink it. We just are genuinely us. Mm-hmm. Like every day we show up and for so long we had to hide like our love and our relationship and who we were and like how we expressed ourselves mm-hmm. for so long because of the environment, because of our job. Like I feel like f- when we were able to just be free and open and honest and say, hey, this is who we are. Like take it or leave it. Sorry. But (laughs) it's really the, the day we started living, Mm -hmm. like, honestly, because for so long, Mm -hmm. like there was an elephant on our back or in the room. And it was like, this is so dumb. Like we're wasting so much of our life Mm -hmm. living a lie. Like, what are we even doing? So now like, you know, it's funny when people are like role model this or role model. Honestly, I just live my truth every day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to piss people off along the way. I'm going to say the wrong things. I'm going to rub people wrong, but no matter what, like, I, I feel like we're just us. Mm-hmm. Like we're, I'm just yeah me every day. That's it. That's all I can do. I, I feel like that's why people love you guys so much is because it is so authentic and so real. And you're mm-hmm. both so honest and vulnerable about mm-hmm. the hard things, the great things that, I'm so happy for you that you are like living exactly as you want to now. And I feel like it's just so people connect to that because it's so authentically you guys, your love is so real and it's so cool that you show us all that. Well, yeah, I also think that it's like so cool and people can relate to it because somebody's probably struggling and dealing with that. And you guys like are just like a, I would say like a light in like a very dark world sometimes of like, 
they're just being themselves. And Mm -hmm. if they can do it, why can't I do it? If somebody at like on a huge stage and Mm -hmm. might get scrutiny is going to say, you know what, that, like, I'm just going to be me. Like, why can't I do this? And it's so inspirational girls. Thanks. I I just, I agree with you in the sense that we're just like being who we are. Um, But I also think it's so attractive that you can be vulnerable and you can be honest and you can be raw and you can tell the truth and live your life authentically because that's how people relate to you most. Um, Even in the dark moments, like it's okay to show darkness. Um, and, And I feel like that's how we make better connections with people um, because people need people like Ash always says this. And even at games, like you talk to supporters and fans and they're like, thank you for sharing your story. And just kind of having the family that you have that I can show my daughters um, and my wife or, and my husband that like, we are a normal family too. And that my kids see that. And I'm like, well, and then I'm thanking them because I'm like, well, thank you for being an inspiration for us because seeing more of, you know, a family like ours is so refreshing. And so I think just building those relationships and that connection with fans is so important because they see you as a normal human being and you're not just, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the Sam Mewis or the Lynn Williams of the U S women's national team and women's soccer. It's actually like, no, I see the Sam Mm -hmm. and like, and I see Lynn and like, that's what's important at the end of the day is that connection that you have as an individual and a human being, not the footballer. Yeah. I, I, I think the people that are so like whole and like well-rounded are the people that can um, realize like like soccer is amazing, but it's not all that we do. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's only like, honestly, this much of our lives and it's a cool part of our lives, but Mm -hmm. there's so much more to us than that. Um, so I just wanted to ask you guys, like, is there anything else off the field that you guys have found yourself drawn to, um, that you might want to venture into post soccer? Yeah. Lynn. And also with that, what all like, I think is a really important thing that people should hear is like soccer is just what we do. It's not who we are. I think that's where the weird like connection, like people think like, the Ashlyn Harris who plays soccer Mm -hmm. like that that's just my job I'm literally an entertainer like that like my gift is genuinely seeing people and meeting them in life where they're at Mm -hmm. and that's like my biggest thing and not to go backwards but like I have when I meet someone I have that one interaction that that person will carry for the rest of their life that's their one impression of me And that is something that I think about everywhere I go and every person I meet. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know what it's like to wait my whole life to meet my idol and then be just so let down and disappointed, like the way it went or the way I was just kind of like brushed off. Mm -hmm. And that is like the, like, if I could give any of you guys and young players that is like to be able to genuinely look at someone in the eyes and see them and like ask them how they are or like ask to share like a small story or Mm -hmm. storytelling that is like life that is the meaning of life like true connection and I think as I've gotten older I've understood it and it is a part of who I am now and that's like something I don't take for granted is all the people that show up every single week to mm-hmm. support us. Mm-hmm. And I make sure they come back and it's just meeting them with where they're at in life and hoping that I'm creating a safe space for them to show up 
and like live their truth. Like I've been able to do. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that like response to the fans, Ashlyn is partly why, I mean, you're one of the reasons why the NWSL is doing so well is because you kind of take that responsibility and you say, I value these people who come and support us so much. I want to make them feel appreciated. And with people like you doing that, I think that the success of the league is inevitable. So I'm mm-hmm. very glad that we have you both. Thanks. Um, yeah, the passion oh, that they share too, like is also refreshing because fans love the game just as much, if not more mm-hmm. than we do. And like, they're so passionate about the game mm-hmm. and we love it too, so much. So you automatic automatically have something to share with them. But then it's like the extra layer that Ash was talking about. And like taking that time and moment um, to really see them, like you mentioned, and um, seeing her speak to fans and also fans speaking to me and being like, hey, can you go get Ash? Um, <laughs> and can you can you tell Kyle hi? Um, and I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm just going to go shower. Love you. Um, no, but it's, it's real and it's honest and it's uh, authentic. And that's, yeah, it's just great. We're really proud. I know. I feel like I sometimes just get shocked when people want to talk to me. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, I I think that's so important, like meet people where they are. And I also think that like, you're right. You only have one moment to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. And, and it would be so shitty to like, if you had an idol and they were like, such an asshole, like that would be so terrible. Yeah. But I think that we need just to be like that for everybody, like why, why would you ever be mean to somebody right. for any reason? Right. But I guess like sometimes I just still get shocked that like people will yell my name. I'm just like, I'm just Lynn. Like I'm just a human being and I just have mm-hmm. this specific talent to play soccer. But like you might be like, I meet so many cool people who are like, I'm an engineer for da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I, we just I happen to do it on a, like a stage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people well, should remember that. Like we, we all have different talents. Like it's for yeah. sure. For sure. And time, time is, is our greatest gift and it costs nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So show up for the people around you, show up for your community, show up. These people take time and travel and see Money. us and support us. Mm-hmm. Take time. I like that. Okay, so we know you are a part of Allies Watch the Game, Change the Game campaign. It's a campaign with a call to action we can all get behind. We know the more you watch women's sports, the more investment and excitement pours into this space. You've both helped build this league from the ground up, so we have some questions for you about the history of the NWSL and the future of women's soccer. You've both played in the predecessor leagues to the NWSL, but they only lasted a few years. What has made the NWSL different? Great question. Um, I think the fans and support uh, has been tremendous. I think the money um, being put into the league and the sponsorships and just everyone's overall care that this is going to survive has really made a huge impact. And then obviously the players, the personnel, um, you know, we've, we've, I think created all of us 
um, have created each and every year, just so much more excitement and um, the technical ability and just the tactical ability and just the overall um, awareness that every player has to really continue to fight for this league and to put a great you know, um, performance out there in order to get people to keep being interested and come back. I think those are two main things for me that I feel like the NWSL has done really well. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, right? So when you think about winning uh, the World Cup in 2015 and 2019, there during both of them, there was so much buzz. There was like such a worldwide, nationwide, like, holy smokes, this is really something special. Mm -hmm. And I find that there was so much revenue that was going on and there was so much, so much money to be made um, on the women's side that like people didn't realize the, the marketing dollars were there. The fan base was there. It was almost like, there's really something here we can take and run with it. So it's like, how could we, I've been saying this forever. Like, how can we steal that secret cocktail and mm -hmm. like insert it into the NWSL? Mm -hmm. Because when we're playing with the national team, no matter where we go, we're a traveling circus. There's 60,000 people in the stadium. Mm -hmm. There's people going nuts for us. Like it was our, always a part of like who we were. We had this winning mentality. We had all, you know, all of these sponsors and there was so much buzz about us. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, so how can we take that type of culture and put it in our backyards yeah. in every city and get people to show up and create, like continue that mm -hmm. momentum and that buzz. I yeah. think that's what we're on, like on the break of right now, we're like trying to get there. We're not quite there yet, but we're mm -hmm. climbing and like slowly people are seeing when there's more investment, there's more people in the stands, there's more people watching, there's mm -hmm. more people showing up. It's all a part of, of the cocktail. Yeah. And I think you, you definitely see that with like Angel City coming in and like how many fans they're getting and how much investment they put in, um, not just on the field, but outside and making sure it was like this big experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so this year is the 50th anniversary of title nine, a piece of, a piece of legislation that had an impact on all of our lives. Um, when you see players coming into the NWSL today, what's the biggest difference between their rookie experience and yours? Well, my paycheck what? was $600 a month. Please. And we have been that. broke. And we had to wait our turn for years in order to get a start. So um, maybe not at the club level, but, um, definitely national team. But I think the, um, rookies coming into the league, they kind of give us all a little bit of a spark. I feel like they have this like new wave, um, attitude towards the game and how they carry themselves. And, um, a lot of our rookies, I, I can't speak for other rookies in the league this year, but a lot of our rookies are having they have like such a willingness to learn and get better and they're asking questions and that's actually really refreshing. Um, and they're asking the older players questions cause they want to learn so much. Um, and I appreciate that. And I value that because it's enjoyable. I think, I don't know for you, um, I see you out there. So I guess I can you know, speak on this as well, but I know that we enjoy teaching a lot of the younger players too, and kind of holding their hand and bringing them along. Um, but it's this like new wave attitude. I feel like it's this um, just spark that they bring and um, their technical ability is a lot better than mine uh, at that age. Um, 
And it's not always now just about who's the most athletic and fit player. It's actually, okay, do they have a good first touch and can they pass from A to B? So it's enjoyable to see a lot of our younger players and the rookies really bringing that like technical piece into the game that I think we've been missing a lot over the years. And you could see that each team is changing. Um, the league is changing more of a possession type oriented game rather than just a kick and run um, and run around with your heads cut off and press the shit out of teams. And so there's still a little bit of that, but I feel like the rookies are really bringing that, that piece into it, which I really enjoy. I love that. There's been a huge jump in investment in recent years. Ally has taken the lead and is pledging to spend equal paid advertising across women's and men's sports. Do you feel like there was a specific turning point in recent years when investors jumped on board? And what would be your pitch to new investors on why they should partner with the NWSL? I think recently people are really seeing, um, just like you said, you look at new, uh, new teams coming in, you see Angel City and San Diego and, and how much investment there is towards these new franchises and how many people are showing up and how it's becoming the cool new norm to have these celebrities come in and buy these teams out. And it's, it's creating the culture we want to, it, it need, we need visibility. So with mm -hmm. that, we need like really, really rich people like doing the right things because I mean, there's something in the water in LA, but it's also probably because they're running a good business. Like I, like, I don't know, I'm not in that every day, but they're doing something right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that that professionalism transfers to the whole league. We continue to invest, you know, and, and get people bought into what we want to do and where we want to go because we're so marketable. We're fun to watch. Um, soccer is such a huge sport in our country. There's just no reason why we keep failing. Like our leagues keep, we try, we try, we try and we fail. But like, if we actually have the proper investment and the longevity of these investments and it's real freaking money, we'll make it work. And that's, I think, slowly what you're starting to see. And that's why more people like Ally are jumping in and being like, we believe in where they're going and we, we want to be a part of it. Totally. I've been saying, we mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I feel like we're at a point now where investors like Ally are seeing this as a great business opportunity and saying, we're going to make money on this down the line. Mm -hmm. New owners are saying, we're going to make a fortune off this down the line. We're mm -hmm. going to invest early and get in early. Whereas a few years ago, I felt like there was this like charitable component to women's soccer mm -hmm. yeah. where people were like, do the right thing. We, they, they deserve it. All this like kind of good heartedness. And now I'm like, this is a business. This is a great business. And people who get it now are going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that shift has come pretty recently. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I also think that like, like you said, there needs to just be more like visibility and like in the men's game, like I could be like scrolling through my TV and I'd even know a game was on. And then I come across the game and I'm like, Oh, well, I want to watch where right now we're like having a little bit of an issue with that is like, you absolutely have to know what network it's on, what, like it's not on your normal TV. Mm -hmm. Um, so as the campaign says, more fans watching the game will change the game. Um, what are the next two NWSL city, like two cities that NWSL should expand to? I'll in start. Your opinion. I'll start. Yeah. I would love Go Miami ahead. to come in 
So if David Beckham wants to call me, if David Beckham <laughs> wants to call me to get things rolling, I'm ready. Just slip that right in there, lady. Uh, I would love Miami. You have to have good cities to attract big players. Sorry, that's the reality. Like, I can get a Sam Kerr in Miami. Wherever I go, I want it to be like hot and beachy, though. Like after living in like London, where it's yeah. like condensed, like lots of buildings. Like I don't see myself living in like the middle of America. Well, you yeah. just set off bells for anybody, any coastal teams with beaches. People are going to be attacking you. I'm not going to get her in Cincinnati. I'm just not. It's a fact. It's so I, fact. like for me, it's got to it. be like a Miami. It, it, I don't know where. I think um, for me, <laughs> for me, I think like Nashville is such an attractive mm-hmm. city. Sam Kerr isn't going to Nashville. I know, but I'm just saying that they did <laughs> it right I... with the men. Like Austin, Nashville, like they're doing it right because they attract that type of player. I don't know. The city is just built for players that can, you know, enjoy their time there, whether you're like a young family or, mm-hmm. you know, you're a rookie and you just want to go and enjoy your football, but also have a beautiful city to live in uh, with lots to do and, and a lot of tourism and, and just a lot of different attractions. I really believe that Miami, for example, is a great one, but I do think Nashville or Austin, I, I watch their men's teams and I'm just like, the stadiums are beautiful. Um, the facility has to be, you know, done right. And I feel like their ownership is wanting to have women's teams. So, but you know, anywhere on the East coast, like in Atlanta, Miami, mm. Nashville, like that, those would be ideal spots for women's teams. So no, no more West coast. I mean, we're we East coast the girls. Big, so we we're all <laughs> big cities. We got the LA, I mean, maybe San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. San Jose area. That could be nice. Yeah. I mean, Dallas would be a great location for a women's team too, because they have such a solid model for the men's side. Um, That would be, that would be great as well. Well, we're going to keep our eyes peeled for you two as future investors in the (laughs) expansion team. On that note, I think Sam, take it away. We have five minutes left girls. We are going to pepper you with some fun, random questions. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Amazing. Who's your, you guys can just do as short of answers as you want. Who's your favorite okay. player to watch that is not on your team? And why is it me and Sam? It probably is. Who's your favorite Gosh. player? In the NWSL, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's keep it local. Let's keep it, <laughs> keep it local. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed watching the younger players, especially um, now moving into the national team. So I would say Sophie Smith is so fun to watch right now. I think she's doing so well and she's so young and it's just nice to see her that successful. Yeah. At at such a young age. And we We saw her her. at the very first camp. And then now it's like, wow, you're just taking it all in and you're just now applying it to your game and you're thriving. Yeah. yeah, we yeah, had we had her on the podcast, and she was adorable. wise beyond her years. She, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. I love her. Yeah, she was adorable. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Though she's been really fun to watch. She's doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if someone plays soccer, what position will she play? I would say she'd be like a holding mid, or like 
a winger. <laughs> Probably a goalkeeper. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got a good eye for these kind of things. She's kind yeah. Of yeah. Is gotta, she tall? You got to start them young. She is. 98 percentile uh, with height and weight. Yeah. Wow. wow. They're Let's all in go. the cheeks. Yeah. It's just all in the I ball. know. She and her belly. <laughs> you guys, her belly is so cute. She is so big. Oh, yeah. so cute. Um, okay. What is something that the other person can't live without? She can't live without me. Oh. <laughs> and my cooking every night. Yeah. <laughs> you probably could. Um, probably survive. Mascara. She can't live without mascara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today after training, we had to do a video for Sue and she was like, hold on. I can't film until I curl my eyelashes. It, I looked terrible. It was like when you get off the field and you're just like, gosh, I need to do something. Everyone like, was. Do yeah. you do you get them done or only mascara? No, 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 no. not anymore. She's all mascara. Yeah, I just have to give them a little curl. You know, they need to like, Gorgeous. I need to look away. Well, what can I not live without? Probably, I would say me, but also... Um, <laughs> Sparkling water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Favorite big, kind. Big fan. Favorite here. flavor. Topo Chico. Yes. Or La Croix. They can sponsor me. It can be an ad. <laughs> Topo Chico, call me. What is your favorite La Croix? I think just the the blue, the rags. Pure. Oh. Yeah, pure. I'm so yeah. alarmed. <laughs> your face went. <laughs> I know. I'm really, really alarmed. That is like so mature of you guys. We're like so Sam, old. Sam's drinking like limoncello. You guys buy a box of limoncello and tell me you go back to the blues. Don't don't do it. It's disgusting. It's yeah. not disgusting, but it's just don't do it. I mean, I'm open. I'm open. That's okay. We'll report back. We're open. We're open. Out. Okay. What dessert would the other person want on their birthday? Ice cream Any- cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, and anything chocolate. Mm-hmm. You would Amazing. probably do. Um, she would want. Um, What's the birthday cake? Like, what is it? Funfetti. Funfetti. Oh, love, love I that. love that. It, I don't like things out of and the like box. And like chocolate chip cookies. Unless it's Funfetti. She crushes yeah. chocolate chip oh. cookies and Funfetti. Don't tell everyone my secrets. <laughs> I, I can, I, mean, I hear little snorting pigs down there. Can you I, show me? We've got guard dogs <laughs> growling in the background. We've Storm, got a sound like machine snorting. on behind she us from the like baby monitor. Okay. Oh, my. We okay. need a TV show. Yeah. We know you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm here. I'm Ashlyn Harris. And I'm Allie Krieger. And you are listening to the Snacks Podcast on Just Women in Sports. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. Producers Lauren Day and Kat Maniatakis and tech producer Parker Fenton. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Sam Buis. And I'm Lynn Williams. And you've been listening to Snacks. (laughs) 